This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Again, we have arrived Monday morning, 1130 a.m. And no matter what the enemy did, our God proved again that he is indeed the great creator, the protector of his covenant, the protector and the provider for his children. I am so grateful that I am the Lord's child. And I know that you are grateful as well. And if you're wondering, well, I don't know if I'm really God's child or not, because all of us were created by the Father, but are you His child? And that leads us back to things that we've been speaking about the past two, three weeks. And before I go any further, let me let you know who you're listening to. This is Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And we come with a word that says escape. I mean, I I saw on TV uh, the people wanting to escape from Afghanistan. And, and so escape is a very relevant word. Escape to heaven. Escape to a permanent, eternal place that is both physical in a sense that you and I may not understand, but also spiritual. So if we must escape, we need to escape where we are assured that there will be restoration, rejuvenation, vitality, life, joy, peace, and the things that will fill the void that is in all of our hearts. Good morning, good morning. We're going to talk about today the battle between the seeds. There are two seed lines that are on the earth, and that started from the time of the transgression, Abel and Cain, angelic fallen beings and Human beings, Esau and Jacob, circumcised and uncircumcised, there's a battle going on between two lineages. The enmity is real, and the two lines fight minute by minute for territory, souls, and they're both from different kingdoms. The serpent seed is usually larger and wiser, but God is the winner, and He gives the seed of the women He gives us weapons. He gives us angels. The game plan for for the seed and for all of us is to get back to heaven. Today, I'm going to bring into the picture 
A book that is not canonized, but is often referred to in the Bible, and it's the book of Enoch. Uh, you know, these are scrolls that were found back in the 1940s, um, and those are called the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I've been to the Dead Sea, and, you know, and it, it, it includes many of the books that are in the Bible, and we get an opportunity through these scrolls to see all the real detail. The Bible tend to summarize uh, some of these um, scrolls that were found, but the the one that the scroll that has influenced many many writers in the Bible would be the Book of Enoch. The Book of Enoch even goes into the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we're going to look at Genesis 6 from the perspective of the book of Enoch. We're actually going to read from the book of Enoch today, and I'll start right now. It starts out with uh, God, with uh, the scribe Enoch, because he was taken to heaven. Uh, the Bible says that he was he lived 365 year, uh, years on earth, and then he was taken by the Lord and was seen no more. And um, he wrote down what he experienced, and this is also discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So we're starting with where he's saying that the God Almighty is coming to the earth and how all shall be very afraid. And the watchers, the watchers were angelic force that God had assigned to watch over the earth on his behalf. And they shall shake and there will be great fear and trembling shall cease them to the ends of the earth. And the high mountains shall be shaken. High hills shall be laid low and shall melt like wax. The earth shall be wholly torn apart and all that is on the earth shall be destroyed and there shall be judgment on all. But with the righteous, God will make peace. So that right there lets you know that those that keep the faith and keep heaven on your mind, that your destiny is peace with the almighty God, the creator of all. And God will protect the elder, the elect and mercy shall be on them. They shall all belong to God. They shall prosper and be blessed. And the light of God shall shine on them. And behold, he comes with 10,000 of his holy angels holy ones, I'm sorry, the saints, to execute judgment on all and to destroy all the ungodly, which means the wicked, and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, which they have ungodly committed, and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Now, this is quoted uh, in Jude, the uh, first chapter, 14th verse. So we can see that the writers of the Bible read and studied the book of Enoch. Uh, those that are in harmony with God, their lives shall be increased in peace and their yields will grow in joy, eternal gladness and peace all the days of their life. Chapter six of the book of Enoch, it says, and it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born to them beautiful and fair doctors and the angels, the sons of heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another, Come, let us choose wives from among the children of men and have children with them. And I'm going to quote some of the angels that, uh, you know, really 
were in the forefront of this action, uh, Sam Jaza, who was their leader, said to them, I fear you will not agree to do this deed, and I alone will have to pay the penalty of this great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual curses that we will not abandon this plan, but we will do this thing. Then they all swore together, bound themselves by mutual curses. And there were 200, you know, angels that descended, watchers that descended in the days of Jerad. And Jerad, I believe, was the ninth uh, generation from Adam and the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual curses on the act. And that that is also referred to in Jude, the first chapter, fifth verse, um, where it says that the angels who kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. So God has reserved those people, though not those people, but those angels actually, in everlasting chains under darkness unto judgment of the great day. And then there are ten leaders, um, those names I won't repeat, but uh, actually there were 20 leaders, and each leader had 10 angels under them. And together, 200 watchers uh, came down to earth, and they took wives for themselves, each choosing one for themselves, and they began to go into them and defile themselves with sex, okay, uh, with them. Now, Genesis, the fifth chapter, refers to it and said that Noah was 500 years old at that time, and he begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And remember, God's going to use those three sons to repopulate the earth. The angels taught the women charms and spells, cutting of roots, uh, made them acquainted with plants, like what to do with the roots and so forth. And the women became pregnant and they had large giants whose uh, height was 3,000 cubits. I wanted to find out how large was that. But what happened was the giants consumed and ate all the work and toil of the men. And when the men could no longer sustain them, the giants then began to eat mankind. So the giants, which were the offsprings of the watchers, fallen angels, and women on earth, began to literally eat mankind. And then they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish. And then they began to eat each other and drink the blood. And remember, the Lord said we could not do that. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. And then there's another angel. You want to know where did war come from and how did we learn how to fight against each other? The angel Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and taught them about the metals and bracelets and ornaments and beautifying of the eyelids and precious stones and coloring and dyes. And there was great impiety Mankind turned away from God and committed fornication. They were laid astray and became corrupt in all their ways. And then another angel, Samhaza, who was the leader of all of them, taught them the casting of spells and root cutting. Another angel taught them counterspells, you know, how to be released from spells. Another angel taught astrology. Another angel taught constellation. Another one taught the knowledge of the clouds. Another taught the signs of the earth. Another angel taught the signs of the sun. Another one taught the course of the moon. But now, as men begin to be so violent, 
towards each other and killing each other, they began perishing and crying out to the Lord. And their cries went up to heaven. And Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel, they looked down from heaven and saw all the blood that was being shed on the earth and all the lawlessness. And they said to each other, let the cries from the destruction of earth ascend up to the gates of heaven. You know, it's so strange that um, when the Lord said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, seek my face, pray and turn from the wicked ways. Did you notice that God also said, and then will I hear from heaven? So it makes you feel like there's so many, there are levels of heaven and there's a level of heaven where What's going on with earth is communicated to, but that is not the level of heaven that God himself physically is existing in. God has to hear from the level of heaven that our prayers reach to. God has to hear from that level, and then God takes action. And so notice that these four angels, Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel, are speaking among themselves and saying, hey, let their prayers come to this level of heaven and now to you the holy ones of heaven the souls of men make their petition saying bring our cause before the most high so our prayers literally go to a level of heaven and then that's brought up to the most high the almighty God the ancient of days and they said to the Lord of ages Lord of lords God of gods king of kings God of the ages the throne of your glory endures through all the generations of the ages and your name holy and glorious and glorious and blessed to all the ages and you really would think that David King David read the book of E knock because he quotes a number of these uh, words in Psalms, particularly, you know, uh, he talks about which in time past he shall show who is the blessed and only continent, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto no man has seen nor, nor has seen to whom be honor and power and glory everlasting. So God has made all things. You have power over all things. This is mankind petitioning the level of heaven that then will petition God himself. And so the words that they're saying is you have power over all things and all things are revealed and open in your sight. And you see all things and nothing can hide itself from you. Look at what Azazel has done, who has taught all unrighteousness on earth and revealed the internal secrets which were made and kept in heaven and men were striving to learn when, when, when Adam and Eve touched and ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of uh, good and evil. This is what they were wanting to learn. And God was able to prevent some of that knowledge coming down, but by the watchers coming down and literally teaching mankind the secrets of that tree we fell into enormous wickedness. And Samhazah, Samhazah taught spells, and he was given authority to rule over the 200 watchers. And they have gone to the daughters of men on the earth and had sex with them and defiled them and revealed to the women all kinds of sins. So those four angels, Michael, Raphael, Uriel, Gabriel, began to tell the Lord what was going on. 
And that's when it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. But they had to let uh, God know that the souls of those who have died are crying out, making their petition to the gates of heaven. And their lament has ascended and cannot cease because of the lawless deeds which are done on the earth. And God, you know all things. This is the four angels speaking to the Lord before they come to pass. And you see all things and you have permitted them and say you've said nothing to us, the four angels, about these things. What are we to do? You know, about these things. So the four angels are asking the Lord what to do, the Most High. And then said the Most High, and this is Enoch recording what happened in heaven, the great and holy one, Uriel. Now he's given direction to one of the angels, go to the son of Lamech. And the son of Lamech is uh, Noah. So that means Jarat was his grandfather. Okay. Say to him, go to Noah and tell him in my name. Hide yourself and reveal to him the end that is approaching, that the whole earth will be destroyed and a flood is about to come on the whole earth and will destroy everything on it. So now we know, based upon the writing of Enoch, that the name of the angel that went to Noah was the angel Uriel that gave him the instruction about what was ready to happen and instruct him as to what he must do to escape so that his offspring may be preserved for all the generations of the world. So this is the Lord, God Almighty, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, giving direction to his four angels about what's ready to happen in response to the fallen angels, the watchers doing what they have done, perverting and and, and just bringing complete evilness upon the earth. And again, the Lord said to Raphael, bind Azazel, which is one of the fallen angels, hand and foot, cast him into the darkness and split open the desert, which is in Dudael, and cast him in. Fill the hole, covering rough and jagged rocks, cover him with darkness and let him live there forever and cover his face that he may not see the light. And on the day of the great judgment, he will be hurled into the fire. And then God said to the four angels, heal the earth. Well, actually to Raphael, heal the earth. Raphael is the angel known to be of healing. And God has given him the assignment to heal the earth, which the angels have ruined and proclaim the healing of the earth. For I will restore the earth and heal the plague that not all the children of men may perish through all the secret things that the watchers have disclosed and taught their son. So, as a result of that, the Lord, the God Almighty, the creator of all things, he did curse the watchers uh, through Enoch. He let them know that uh, their offspring will uh, destroy each other. He also said that their offsprings will not live uh, all of their years. They will not live into eternity, but they will only live 500 years. And additionally, the 200 watchers would see all of their offspring destroy each other. So we'll get that back into Enoch next week when I come back in. But it was really good to see the detail of what we read in the Bible in a separate book that the writers of the Bible read and studied, just like we read and studied the Bible. They read and got Jesus himself uh studied the scrolls when he went 
into the Sabbath, into the temple after he had been uh, tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And the angels came and ministered to him and he came out of the wilderness full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And uh, the word of God let us know in Luke, I believe, fourth chapter that uh, he went into the temple and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He was really stating the scroll of Isaiah. So the the prophets and the apostles studied the scrolls and they discovered these scrolls in the Dead Sea. And today we refer to that to let us have more understanding of the battle between the seeds. So we know that um, mankind came in one accord against God in Genesis, the 11th chapter. And notice this is after the uh, fallen angels have completely uh, again, again, after the flood. Now, remember, the flood occurred and supposedly wiped out that seed. But I think what we're not thinking about or considering is the fact that Noah was just in all of his generations, meaning that his genes were perfect. He had not been violated by or contaminated by the genes of the fallen angels. However, he married women. He married a woman and his sons married women. And these, uh, the women uh, and even his sons, if, if Noah was perfect as he was in his DNA, it does not say that his wife was perfect in her DNA. And so how did the angels get uh, the fallen angel seed get back to the earth and continue to influence uh, mankind? One of the ways that that could happen would be that the children that were brought forth uh, through the union of Noah and his wife, that those sons themselves were carrying, could very well be carrying uh, DNA that related to fallen angels. Okay, it's just a thought. So we know that in Genesis the 11th chapter, that mankind was in one accord and went against the Lord and began worshiping, uh, continued worshiping fallen angels. Uh, so spiritually, the fallen angels are now still influencing the earth, even after the flood after the repopulation by Noah's sons. And um, they went to the land of Shinar and they built the Tower of Babel. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one, one language. Look at what they've done. Let's come down and look at it. And he went down and saw what they were doing and confound their language because he knew that by being on one accord, anything that they imagined they would be able to do. And matter of fact, that place is still called Babel, Babel to this day. And also the Lord divided the nations in Deuteronomy 32nd chapter, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance and their boundaries, separated the sons of Adam, which mean mankind, um, and he selected Jacob as his lot, as his inheritance. And then, you know, that seed, Jacob, became Israel and one of his sons, Joseph, was taken over to Egypt, which ruled the entire world at that time. And Joseph was providing literally for the entire world. He was second to the king, uh, the Pharaoh. And um, God used Moses to bring his lineage, his seed, Jacob, Israel, out of Egypt into the land of Canaan, where uh, a lot of the 
the lineage that came from the fallen angels, generations uh, that were giant uh, beings were living in the land of Canaan. And uh, God gave a warning to Israel in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, uh, as they were in the wilderness and ready to enter into Canaan, the Lord gave them a warning. And he said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou may cleave unto the Lord, for he is your life and the length of your days, that thou may dwellest in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to you. So the lot that God chose for himself, which was Jacob, which became Israel, God even gave them a warning that the only way that you can have your inheritance is to stay close to God. Amen. And um, in Deuteronomy, the, the ninth chapter, the Lord said that he would make the way plain for them so that they could go into the promised land of Canaan. And the ninth chapter, uh, I think it's at the second verse or third verse, it says, understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which have, which will go before you, he's a consuming fire and he will destroy those uh, inhabitants of the land of Canaan. He shall bring them down before thy face, so shall thou drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said unto you, speak not thou in thine heart after the Lord has cast them out before you that it was your righteousness because um, it is not your righteousness that God brings us into the promised land. It is the wickedness of the nations that the Lord drove out before you, not for your righteousness. Okay, so God wants us to understand that when he prepares prosperity and growth and wealth for us, it is not because of our righteousness, which are dirty rags. It is the wickedness and the fact that Satan has prevailed in our lives and we've lived under the kingdom of darkness. And once God throw all those uh, unclean spirits out of us, you know, now he gives us the ability to live in the kingdom of God, which is within us. I want you to know, and we're going to probably end on this note and we're going to start back next week continuing this, that the Lord will fight for you. He did it for the Israelites in Deuteronomy 31st chapter, and he did it for me, and he's doing it for us every day. And in the 31st chapter of Deuteronomy, it says, the Lord thy God, he will go before you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you shall possess their land. You shall possess it. And he told Joshua, that he would go before him. The Lord said, I will do unto these inhabitants in Canaan what he did in Sihon and what he did to Og, king of the Amorites. And these are all giants, okay, unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And in Exodus, the 23rd chapter, he says, For mine angels shall go before thee like they did with the Amorites, the Hittites, 
the Parasites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. And God said, I will cut them off, but you cannot bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them, break down their images, and you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread, your water, and take away sickness from the midst of thee. We're going to stop right there. You're listening to Escape. We need to escape. You can escape to heaven. And heaven is the place of joy. No tears, no darkness, no misery. And God has reserved this for you and I. And we also learned that the kingdom of God, when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he said, the kingdom of God is here. So, and when, when sickness and illness and disease and COVID and poverty and all of these things are cast out, the kingdom of God is prevailing. I'm going to pray with you today. God, I ask you today, Lord, to look down upon us, your children, God, and let us remember, God, it is you that has brought us into prosperity. It is you, Lord, that heal us, God. It is your kingdom, God, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of your dear son, God. It is the translation, Lord, from darkness into light that allows us, Lord God, to live in your holiness and in righteousness, God. And we live filled with the spirit of God, filled with the Holy Spirit that is on earth right now to comfort us and lead us into all truth. God, I ask you, Lord, to look down upon mankind, look down upon the world, look down upon the nations, Lord God. And God, you sent your son to bring us to you, God, to let us know that there is that there is hope, Lord God, and by faith we can receive the blessings that you have given us through Jesus Christ, who has made us one people and present us holy and blameless before you. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice, God. We thank you for your sacrifice, sending yourself to earth, God, to redeem mankind. We thank you for the obedience of Jesus, God. I mean, even unto death, he said, Lord, could you take this cup away from me? But God, he submitted in obedience. And Lord, as a result, we now have access to the tree of life, Lord God. We thank you for loving us and redeeming us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We look forward, I look forward to seeing you next week. This is Escape to Heaven Because You Can. Pastor, Servant, Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. Believe. Because our God has not stopped fighting for us. And yes, the battle is still going on. But remember the prophetic word that Enoch wrote. He said, our God will return with thousands upon thousands of the saints. And we will be reunited with our Father. And we will live perpetually in the kingdom of God. May peace abide upon you. It is so good to be back. God bless you. Bye. Anybody want to see your loved ones? Mm, yeah. That you lost along the way. Oh, my, my. I just want to walk 